Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis, uh, game summaries, game previews, uh, everything under uh, the Raiders' sun. Uh, and before we bring in our great co-host Sam Gordon is with me, Vinny Bonsignor, um, with Vegas Nation, Las Vegas Review Journal on our Raiders coverage. Just want to let you know that Vegas Nation uh, is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. You know, got to get right to it, uh, Sam. Um, not the start that we expected uh, for the Raiders. They are 0-2 after j- uh, dropping essentially letting a win slip through their their grasps on Sunday uh, against the Cardinals. Um, not much you can say about it other than um, the Raiders learn. You got to play all 60 minutes. You got to play both halves. You got to play four quarters of football from beginning to end, especially against a, a great young quarterback like Kyler Murray, who could beat you in so many ways. And eventually, I just felt like the Raiders uh, cracked that door open just a little bit enough for a great player like Kyler Murray to say, look, I'm the best player on the football field, and I'm going to show that. And he did uh, at the crucial moments over the last eight minutes of the game. Just a devastating loss for the for the uh, Raiders, no doubt. All the way around, Vinny. Uh, all the way around. Um, offensively, uh, one good drive probably puts the game away there. They couldn't do that. Uh, it, you hang your defense out to drive as a result. Uh, having them have to keep up with, with Kyler Murray when, when he – um, when he's doing his thing back there. I mean, he just is, so, is capable of making plays and making things happen uh, that, quite frankly, nobody I mean, nobody plays like him uh, in the NFL right now. He's one of one, and he was every bit of one-on-one, one of one uh, against the Raiders, um, especially in the second half on Sunday. And then, you know, just a bizarre overtime. Of course, you know, the fumble, uh, it, things are what they are. It was – there's not a lot of positives I think you could take away from this. And now you're in a situation where you're 0-2, backs against the wall – um, going on the road to a, a Tennessee team that's also 0-2 with their backs against the wall. Now, quite frankly, Vinny, from what we've seen you know, from Tennessee, uh, they they're, they look horrendous right now. There's nothing redeeming about their situation. But if you're the Raiders, uh, this is still it's, – it's, it's desperation mode now. This, is a, this becomes a must-win game. Um, on, on Sunday, I thought the, the Raiders had the better team than the Cardinals. I thought you saw that uh, when they were executing their game plan and playing with composure in, in, the, in the first half. You saw – how those things played out. And, and it was a tale of two halves. The, the wheels fall completely off. Uh, and now here you are, 0-2, uh, with, with divisional games after this week looming against Denver and Kansas City. So it's a tough stretch, Vinny. And like you said, devastating all the way around. There's no way around that. Yeah, and, um, you know, when you when you look at uh, – when you, when you crunch the numbers, you know, four, <clears throat> four fourth down conversions – uh, that the Cardinals completed on those two uh, uh, touchdown drives, two two-point conversions uh, that they converted uh, to make up the 16-point you know, deficit uh, to tie the game. Um, you can't let that happen. Uh, a stop on any of those four fourth downs or, or e- either of the, the two two-point conversions and the Raiders win that game. Um, the Raiders' defense makes a stop uh, in overtime, gets the offense the ball. They're driving into field goal range, basically uh, a gimme almost for Daniel Carlson. And then the normally shorthanded uh, Hunter Renfro fumbles the ball. Devastating hit, by the way, that he took. Uh, you know, so not blaming Hunter, but, you know, still got to hang on to the ball. Uh, it was just a series of um, events where 
uh, and a series of plays where had just one of those plays gone in the different direction, the Raiders win that game. And that's what's so frustrating about it at all. Because this here's the other thing, you know, this isn't a bad team. The Raiders aren't a bad team. They're an O2, they're 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 a good team that just happens to be now O and two and, and have learned some valuable lessons, some harsh lessons along the way. This is a team that's played four good quarters of football. The problem is they played in eight quarters and those other four, uh, they didn't play well. And um, the result of it is, is two really tough losses to start the season. No, definitely, definitely. And, and the one on the one in week one, Vinny, against the Chargers, you're going into in LA, a team with Super Bowl aspirations. That's, that's, you know, there's that one feels forgivable. It's first game. Everybody's on the field, all the entire offense, first game for Josh McDaniels as head coach. You're, you're right. That you're right there down to the wire that, okay, that's, that's understandable, but to, to build the kind of lead that they had um, on Sunday and to not be able to, to, to finish, not to be able to put together a drive, one drive in the second half, right? And, and like you say, there's a number of plays where one of them go the, you know, go the Raiders way. We're having an entirely different conversation, but the onus was also on the Raiders to put together a drive, you know, where, where you, you soak up six, seven minutes. We see it happen all the time. You know, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're playing with a lead offense, right? You're, 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 we have a big lead. Let's run the clock out while still moving the ball, kind of offense, and uh, they weren't they weren't able to to execute that. And um, you know, quite frankly, everybody I think needs to be better um, moving forward. Right next next week, there's this looks like a Tennessee team where you're going to have opportunities to build a lead again, where Tennessee doesn't have the explosiveness on offense. If the Raiders are in that situation, it sounds simple, but I want to see how they respond. I want to see how how you can play with a lead because. It is entirely different when you're when you're chasing like they were in week one as opposed to playing with a lead. And, and like you said, an education, I think, for everybody involved and one they're going to have to apply moving forward or else you could be in for a long season. Because, again, the schedule does them no favors after the Tennessee game. No, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think the easy thing um, to do, uh, Sam, is, uh, you know, to look at the play calling. Why didn't they run the ball more? Why didn't they pass the ball more? Why did they get uh, – why did they stay aggressive? Why were they too aggressive? You know, we, we could sit there and nitpick – um, every single play, every single play call, and and you could have made a justifiable case to to call something different or ma- look at all of that to me. I'm not going to call it nonsense, Sam, but I think it's all secondary to the fact that the bottom line is whatever the play call is, you have to execute it as a football team, and I don't just mean the quarterback. I don't just mean the running back or the wide receiver. I'm talking about everybody. It takes all eleven. Uh, doing their jobs at a high level uh, to to complete the task. So I don't buy that it was a play calling issue. I feel like when it got right down to it, the Raiders didn't execute over the course of the full game. And that was why certain plays, yeah, of course, fans are going to say, gosh, the three and out, you know, to start, you know, when they're in in the third quarter, uh, you know, backed up, uh, you know, over by their, by, by their goal line geez, why didn't you run the ball a couple more times? Okay, that's great and all, but if you watch the tape, uh, there's a bad pass by Derek Carr that should have been an easy completion to Matt Collins. There's a uh, a rush that makes him rush a throw uh, on one of the downs, and then and then JJ Watt, you know, gets his hand on a ball that if 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 you know the the blocker makes his uh, play and executes his job. There was a wide open Devonte Adams that the ball was intended for would have gotten a big chunk of yards and a new set of downs. So I don't buy that it's a play calling thing, Sam. I just think that it's a lack of execution in key moments. 
Now it is that time of the show where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of Race and Sports for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us here every week on First and Ten to discuss all things Raiders, Vegas betting landscape, and everything sports. Chuck, um, what a wild week, too, right? I mean, expect anything different in the NFL. You can't at this point. Um, let's let's get right to it. Uh, three photo finishes, okay, in, in Cleveland. Of course, here in Vegas and then uh, at, in Baltimore, we were talking a little bit off the show about how explosive Miami looks now with, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, of course, Joe Flacco breathing some life into the New York Jets and then Kyler Murray doing the spectacular. Of those three games, um, I imagine massive swings at sportsbooks first and foremost, but out of those three games, um, do you have one big takeaway from, from those three photo finishes? Is it Miami? Are the Jets going to be competitive um, are the Raiders in trouble? What, what do you think? At first, Sam, it's, it's great to be on with you. And, you know, I've come to to realize in pro football, expect the unexpected. And that's clearly what happened uh, this past weekend. Uh, but I think the Dolphins are pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I think when you look at what they were able to accomplish against Baltimore, um, we thought Baltimore would fix some of those things in their secondary. But uh, they're they're good. I mean, they can score. I love the, the fact that Waddle and Hill play well together. I think from a positive note, I really like the Dolphin team a lot. And I think in the Raiders' case, they're one of five teams that are 0-2 right now. They play a team that's 0-2, uh, who's, you know, you, you can hear Vrabel last night after the game, how upset he was and how they were outcoached and they were outplayed and they need to correct it. People forget they were the number one seed of the AFC last year. Um, so I'm really concerned about the Raiders now because this next three weeks, you play the Titans and you've got games against the Chiefs. And Broncos, we're going to know really quickly, uh, you know, where the Raiders are. And a loss here, they could be 0-5. Um, so it, it is a really, really important game, I think, for the Raiders. Uh, and they're road favorites right now. But uh, it's a really big game for the Raiders. No question, Chuck. Of course, given two and a half in Tennessee, where the Titans have just looked absolutely uh, lifeless, really, through, through two games. That offense, not the same. Let's get right to the slate of week three games. Uh, definitely some some interesting matchups. Let's talk about Miami and, uh, and Buffalo, Chuck. Uh, Buffalo, of course, looks every bit like the juggernaut we thought they'd be before the season. They are giving five and a half in Miami, total 54 Chuck, I feel like we're going to see some points. We saw Tua Tagovailoa just win a shootout um, with Lamar Jackson. It would be really, really impressive if he could do the same thing against Josh Allen on Sunday. He would, because this Buffalo team, you're right. You said juggernaut. There are odds-on favorite to win it on our big future book board. They just look like they can score whenever they get the ball. Uh, how impressive these two wins were uh, against the Titans and against the Rams in back-to-back weeks. They're really good. Um, I think we are going to see some money come in. Um, on the Bills, this number's probably going to creep up a little bit. Uh, they've struggled at times in the past in Miami. Uh, if this number gets to six or higher, maybe some value with the Dolphins at home. Uh, but I think we're going to clearly be Dolphins fans on Sunday and waiting to see if Tua can step up and have another huge game. Could be hot down there in Miami, Chuck. Like you mentioned, the Bills have struggled down there. If it's another 90 or 100-degree day, maybe, who knows, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill get loose again like they did um, in week two, moving along, uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Chuck, the Lions, I think, have to be one of the feel-good stories of the year. They look like a you know, real NFL football team. They, of course, are getting six in Minnesota. The Vikings just blown out on Monday Night Football. I think a big disappointment in Minnesota, a team that looked the part in week one, did not look the part in week two. They are giving six, total 53. Chuck, more impressed with the Lions so far or more <laughs> underwhelmed with the Vikings after the week two loss against Philadelphia? 
I think the Lions, Sam, the way they came back against the Eagles uh, and made that a game week one, uh, the way they were able to win week two, Goff really hasn't played bad. Love Swift, love St. Brown. Uh, their coach, they, they seem to love playing for him, for Campbell. Uh, this number has come down. It was a full point higher uh, before the Vikings played last night. I thought Cousins just was horrible last night. They just were out of sync. Uh, they couldn't run the ball. Cook hasn't looked good in two straight weeks. Uh, Jefferson, for whatever reason, him and Cousins weren't on the same page last night. And uh, more concerned about the Vikings. I think this Lions team has really improved. And I think you'll continue to see good things out of them uh, throughout the course of the year. Absolutely. Uh Look, look, really looking explosive. They can move the ball. They can score points in a variety of ways. And, of course, one of the best offensive lines in the league um, as well. Chuck, want to get to a, a matchup featuring a couple young quarterbacks, right? One already established and one that looks to be emerging. The Chargers of Los Angeles giving seven to the Jacksonville Jaguars, total 48. Chuck, I like what I'm seeing from Jacksonville so far, that the AFC South is super wonky. It, it feels like you could tell me right now in week two, any one of those four teams could win the division, and I believe you. But yet I, I find myself most impressed by Jacksonville. What kind of value do they have uh, in, in the division now? It feels like there was some, you know, at the beginning of the season. Have they or is more money rolling in on them to win the division? Because they look like the team that can, was more than capable of winning the AFC South. They're definitely getting some backing, Sam. I think when you look at that division, I mean, the Colts have been horrible. I know they had a lot of injuries. Uh, we know we talked about the Titans being 0-2. This is a Jags team that I think is a lot better than what people thought they would be, like Christian Kirk, like what Etienne has done in the backfield. Trevor Lawrence, defensively, they played a little bit better, although secondary I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, I think a lot depends on the Chargers. Will Justin Herbert play in this game or not? Uh, the game is a touchdown right now. If he doesn't play, of course, you'll see this number drop to about three and a half or four. Chuck, last one, of course, you know, number of great games, but I'd be remiss if we didn't touch on a rematch of the 2020 NFC Championship. Talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Tampa uh, giving two uh, to Green Bay, total 41 and a half. These number feels right for teams that have been definitely predicated on their defense um, at, at this early juncture. Are are these? Do you believe, Chuck? Is this? Are, are we getting a matchup of Super Bowl contenders, or are there some early season concerns about both these teams offensively? I think there are some concerns, Sam, but I think they are two Super Bowl contenders. I think, especially after last night watching Minnesota play, I still think it's the Packers' division to lose. Uh, these young receivers are going to have to start to develop a little bit and get some confidence with uh, with um, Aaron Rodgers. But you look at Tampa offensively; they've been out of sync, but defense has been great. Not sure if we're going to see Mike Evans or not. He's appealing the suspension. They signed Cole Beasley. Uh, but anytime you get Rodgers against Brady, it's always going to draw a great handle. Number has come down a little bit. Consensus was around two and a half. It sits at two right now. Uh, but I think it's a really good matchup. And I think both these teams will definitely be in the mix of the NFC uh, come late January. It absolutely will. And we're going to continue to learn about more about where everybody stacks up in their respective conferences in week three. Chuck, before we get out of here, anything you want to touch on week two or, or going into week three that we didn't get to cover? I think just that there's five teams that are 0-2, Sam, as we touched on last week. No teams that were 0-2 made the postseason last year. But I think you look at some of the divisions um, that you're, you are going to have a team that started 0-2 this year potentially be in the playoff hunt. And I think that's because you look at the AFC South, and a team like Tennessee could still easily make the playoffs. But I do think this is a must-win game for the Raiders on Sunday. 
Absolutely, Chuck. And we'll see if they get it done. We'll see where they stack up next time we talk. We will know that. We appreciate always, Chuck, your your expertise and your analysis and look forward to catching up with you on the show after what promises to be another compelling slate of week three games. All right, Sam. Sounds great. Thanks. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. The next time you're in a company meeting and see one of your co-workers cracking open a refreshing can that appears to be a tall boy and it's in your 9 a.m. meeting, you're thinking... Is that a beer? It's most likely not. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. Well, not only is it going to quench your thirst, but it's also going to bring a death to plastic bottles. The donations of 10% of the profits from every can sold will help kill plastic pollution. Their aluminum cans are infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator. Play calling has become one of the most polarizing things, right? Because it's yeah. if the play doesn't work, you can criticize it, and if the play does work, it, it, it was genius, right? Like, I don't think sure could 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 Josh McDaniels be more maybe like I, I don't know. The bottom line is if he knew the play wasn't going to work, he went to call it. Okay, we 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 have the luxury when evaluating play calling of of using hindsight as a, as a thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, in hindsight, would he have called a different game? Probably. But at the same time, to your, to your point, you're 100% right. It is on the quarterback to execute simple throws, the, the, the throws that you need to have when you're, when you're trying uh, to, to, to protect a second-half lead against a team that you know has a dynamic quarterback where he, who's capable of breaking out. Um, it's, it's, it, was just, it, was, it wasn't just one person. This was a team – Kind of, I guess, collapsed. Let's let's call it what it was. It was a team collapse, Vinny. So I think you're right uh, in that regard. It, it oversimplifies things to just put it on the play calling. Uh, this was an offense. It was it was everything. It was it was an inexcusable loss um, all, all all the way around. And if it wasn't, you know, I guess fortunately for the Raiders, if there is any silver lining, is this this happens in week two and you have 15 more games and are able to learn and bounce back from this. It's not happening at the end of the season where maybe a playoff berth would be on the line, but. If if they are in that situation and, and 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 things are going that way, you maybe you look back at this game down the road as one that they they left on the table. So I'm with you. I think it's it's all the way around. It's not one thing or the other. All these things worked in concert. And plus, you know, let's give Kyler Murray credit too. Like he was unbelievable. The plays that he was making, that he had to make, the throws that he had to execute, the one to Hollywood Brown, the one on the two point conversion, all the time he bought, he was doing things on the football field that we quite frankly haven't seen that, that buying 20 seconds or whatever it was like, we haven't seen that before. So there was an element of greatness that came out of Kyler Murray that played a role in this as well. It doesn't absolve the Raiders or anything. I just want to be clear. Like he played great in order to make that happen as well. You know what they reminded me of? Huh? When I covered uh, the Rams, um, you know, they, they, they would play the Seattle Seahawks twice a year, right? And uh, I've literally seen – I haven't seen that two-point conversion type play where he was running around for 80 yards. I haven't seen anybody do that. But I have seen Russell Wilson in close games just take over uh, yeah. in the fourth quarter on a couple of key drives where there is nothing the Rams can do. And I'm talking about, you know, Aaron Donald's out there, you know, big time playmakers defensively are, are, are out there and they're almost helpless because Russell 
was just able to do things with his arms and his legs and his intellect and command and all those types of things that just drove the Rams batty. And he would literally pull wins basically by himself. And that's, as I was sitting in the press box at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, I'm thinking, man, that's Russell West, Russell Wilson-esque right there, what Kyler Murray is doing. And that's the that's the lesson to be learned from this if you're the Raiders. You can't leave the door open for guys like Russell Wilson uh, and, and and Kyler Murray and any other any great quarterback, no matter how they get it done. Uh, you can't leave that door open when you have control of a game the way the Raiders did. They, they, they played with fire and they got burnt. Uh, they certainly did, Vinny. Um, they certainly did. And, and now, I mean, it's look, it's, it's week. It's going to be week three. It's not the end of the world, but there definitely is a, a cause from concern now. Now, my question to you is, um, did you watch Buffalo and Tennessee last night, first and foremost? Yes, I did. Do you feel like the Tennessee Titans are a team that the Raiders should beat? This feels to me like a prime opportunity to bounce back. Based on what I saw um, last you know, last night, this is an absolute must-win game and would be an inexcusable loss if the Raiders can't go in there and figure things out against Tennessee. That is totally what I'm expecting. I agree. Um, and I, I felt like the Raiders were the better team than the Cardinals. Um, yeah. You know, so so this is a, a second straight week where, um, yeah, is you're going on the road. Yes, it's a tough environment. Yes, you know, you got Derrick Henry to deal with. You got, you know, your, your toughness is going to get tested because Derrick Henry and the way the Tennessee Titans play are going to challenge you um, from a physical standpoint. And you got to stand up to that and be the tougher team. But when it comes to sheer talent, um, I think the Raiders have the edge in that regard. Um, and I think that this is a game that they should absolutely win. Now, here's one thing that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. All right. And I'm not trying to make excuses or anything like that at all. Um, and and, and um, where I'm kind of going with this is what makes that game on Sunday so frustrating is uh, I don't think the Raiders have even come close to hitting on all cylinders. And I think we kind of underestimated that a little bit with a new offense, a bunch of new players, um, you know, obviously bringing Devontae Adams into the situation. Just the the process that it would be for this offense to kind of get it all squared away and everyone get on the same page, kind of reworking the offensive line. Uh, so the cohesiveness and chemistry that, you, that they're trying to build, excuse me, build on the offensive line. I think we underestimated a little bit that 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 was going to be a a process that probably took a few games into the regular season. So I'm not quite sure the Raiders are there yet. I do think that they have the capability of getting quote unquote there, but that's what makes a loss like uh, Sunday. So, so demoralizing and so frustrating really, if you're the Raiders, because um, as Josh McDaniels alluded to after the game, you got to start winning games while you're learning and while you're undergoing that process of, of getting to a point where you're hitting on all cylinders. Good teams figure out ways to still win games where they're not on top of their game. And I don't think the Raiders are on top of the game, but I'm going to flip it now to you. Yeah. Um, do you feel like they're closing in? First of all, do you feel like we kind of maybe overlooked, hey, this might be a little bit of a process for this offense as 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 talented as it is from an individual standpoint, that it was still going to be a little bit of a process, um, you know, uh, getting getting things, you know, uh, on, a, uh, on a on a very cohesive level. Well, I, I definitely didn't think it was going to um, I, I didn't think it was going to be. Uh, let me just say this. I wasn't necessarily expecting 450 yards and five right. touchdowns from Derek Carr in week one. Uh, I, I do think there was some growth in the sense that, look, the, the quarterback didn't, you know, he quarterback didn't turn the ball over. 
there was there was more two catches for Devonta Adams. You got to do better than that. But yes. there was more balance offensively, and I think that that aspect of the offense, in terms of the way it's developing, is going to be more along the lines of, of what you're going to see. Now, with that, with that said, yeah, there again, Devonta Adams needs to have more than two catches for 12 yards. Um, there, 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 you could tell the pieces haven't clicked the way that they're going to. It's it's in the right direction, but. That has to happen relatively soon, Vinny. I do think because you lose to the Cardinals, there is more of a sense of urgency to get this thing figured out because maybe you, you find a situation in a couple of weeks where Denver get, gets things figured out and you are going to be in a shootout or you are going to wind out in a shootout with Kansas City or that's what's, what it's going to require to keep pace. So, no, I don't – is it the – is the sky falling? Um, not necessarily, but it's it, if, if things don't look better and continue to get better next week and, and you don't win – then yeah, we're going to be at the point where it is. Yeah, uh, I agree, and um, it feel it just feels like you know one game, Devontae Adams gets what eighteen, nineteen, uh, you know targets, and oh gosh, you know way too many for Devontae Adams. Got to get everyone else uh, into the game, and then the next week. Um, Devonte didn't get enough, t- you know, uh, targets. Yeah. Uh, Got to get him the ball more. I just feel like they're trying to figure out on the run really that that perfect sweet spot yeah that that balance and i, I do think that it'll it'll come i think that it, it, it'll happen but as josh mcdaniels talked about you gotta still be able to win games um while doing that simultaneously so we'll see if sunday uh, unlocks that key and the raiders are able to get on the winning ledger because they have to um uh sam there's no question that you know time is running out in terms of um being able to to, to, to to remain on stable ground uh, as your bigger goals uh, are still out there. And there's no question that the Raiders feel like they're a playoff team. They should be a playoff team. They look like a playoff team uh, at certain points. Talent-wise, I think they have a playoff caliber roster. Uh, but, you know, all of that doesn't matter unless you start winning games. And I think, you know, one thing that, that behooves the Raiders, too, and everyone else that's maybe following them um, as, from a fan base's perspective is – no longer worry about the playoffs, you know, the playoffs, the postseason, the playoffs. That's all down the road. You got to win a football game at this yeah. point, <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to win another football game and then another football game. And at the end of the season, you look back and and, and, you, and you figure out, were, were, was that enough wins for the Raiders to get to the playoffs? But at this point, you just got to focus on, and they've got to focus on, just win the next game on your schedule. And and that's, you know, that's the Tennessee Titans, Vinny. And I think, again, based on what we've seen from Tennessee – we know Buffalo is really good. We understand they're a Super Bowl contender, but they absolutely Tennessee brought nothing to to to, to the uh, to the game against Buffalo yesterday. They brought less to the game last night than than Triple G did against Canelo a couple of days ago. <laughs> that that Tennessee was Tennessee looked absolutely atrocious. They've looked atrocious both weeks. Uh, no type of explosion, explosive passing offense whatsoever. Uh, you have to wonder how much longer Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter there. I think he's going to continue to get a couple opportunities, but they drafted the young quarterback out of Liberty, uh, Malik Willis. He's going to get a chance if things continue to go in this direction. And quite frankly, Vinny, this is a game where if you want to see that offense start to click, you want to see that offense start to flow and that defense make some plays, this feels like a, a perfect opportunity. It will be very troubling uh, if the Raiders can't, figure out a way to go into Tennessee and win this game. The conditions being what they are, it's going to be uh, – Tennessee's going to be desperate. They do still have Derrick Henry, but there's been nothing redeeming about them through two weeks. And and it, this is a, a – again, must-win game, 
I, I it feels early, Vinny, but I'm going there. You can't start out 0-3 in this division. You just can't. Like you said, it's one game at a time. That starts with the Tennessee Titans, a team that the Raiders should beat on Sunday if they want to to continue um, to go to, to, to attempt to reach their goals. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, as Jerron Harmon told me uh, in the locker room uh, on Sunday, hey, it's not panic time but you have to have a sense of urgency at this point. Yep. Um, I don't care by any means necessary, whatever the score might be, the Raiders got to pick up a, a, a W. Um, you know, uh, I would say two over these next couple of weeks, but it starts uh, on Sunday against Tennessee Titans. Whatever happens, we're going to be here for you guys uh, next week to talk about um, whatever did happen in Nashville and then looking ahead to uh, the Raiders' second home game against the Denver Broncos a week later. Uh, but until then, I just want to say uh, thank you to everybody that supports us. Thanks to everybody that listens and subscribes. Uh, thank you to everyone, not just uh, listening to, to First and Ten, but also uh, everything that we do here on Vegas Nation, whether it's on the print side, the photo side, the video side, the podcast side, uh, we're here for you and we truly appreciate the support because you're why we do this. Uh, Sam, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the uh, the parade this week. Um, really appreciate all your great coverage of the Aces. Uh, have fun over there. Appreciate it, man. And uh, to our great producer, Larry Muir, thanks for always uh, squeezing us in uh, and making us sound good uh, when you get it out. Uh, we really appreciate that, Larry. Uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.